0: to the SEMA show. I am in a windowless office on the UC Berkeley campus and it's my break between my two classes and I have all kinds of work to do and instead I am scrolling through Twitter. I had my snacks. I'm probably gonna scroll through TikTok next and the truth is I need a break. Like every moment of every day I could be doing something productive. But I just read this really long tweet about from a teacher who's just like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. And everybody's traumatized and I'm traumatized and the students are traumatized and it's hard. So me taking an hour and a half to just like sit by myself in an office without windows is justified. So first, I would like to read this excellent review that I got of my last podcast about Munster Cheese that was supposed to be called SEMA Can Be Boring, but then I forgot that's what it was called, and then I named it SEMA Eats Munster Cheese. So here is the review. It says, your latest podcast was one of the longest 10 minutes of my life. And mind you, I have done running exercises where I am running hard for 10 minutes and counting down the seconds until it's over. <laughs> um, that's an anonymous review. No, I'm just kidding. That's Josh. Thanks, Josh. The important thing is that he's listening. And if he thinks I'm boring as fuck, then he has the right to tell me that. I actually appreciate it. So I was going to... Um, Talk about what I'm about to talk about last night, right when it happened, but I couldn't find a quiet space. So, this is called like anatomy of a panic attack. I didn't actually have a panic attack because I recognized its anatomy and was able to just like see how it could happen and then have it not happen. But basically, well, first of all, prior to the events I will discuss. I said, I mentioned that I'm watching this show, The Big Leap, and that it has a breast cancer narrative that feels super realistic. Um, However, in the last episode, the breast cancer survivor gets a call from her doctor. And though we don't get to hear yet, or we haven't heard yet what the doctor said, when her love interest stops by and is like, I'm sorry, I fucked up and I want to be with you. She's like, sorry, we're just friends. And she closes the door. And then like, you know, when in that, you know, in that movie mode, what am I saying? That movie move where the person closes the door and then immediately leans against it, like turns around and then cries. That's what happens. So like either her cancer is back or or she's going to die or something like that, which I'm not going to be happy about as a narrative twist. That's going to be annoying and triggering. However, I will probably keep watching The Big Leap. Okay, so yesterday evening, I was scrolling through the New York Times headlines, as I do, and sometimes I actually read articles, but uh, there was an FDA, I can't remember what it said exactly, it was something like, FDA says doctors have to warn women about implants. Okay, so now this goes for women who choose to have implants in addition to their boobs to augment them, as well as women who get them because their boob tissue has been removed in mastectomy mode. So now, since getting the gummy implants that I have, I mean, I remember a vague warning, like, yeah, there's a tiny, tiny chance it can give you lymphoma, but like, who remembers that? And then there were all these articles, like, yeah, these newer, more sort of solid versions have been linked to lymphomas in women and in some cases the women die and in some cases they just take out the implants and everything reverts back to normal okay and they haven't seen this i don't think at least in any way that makes new york times articles appear in the older school implants the sort of more gelatinous uh, silicone versions i guess they're both silicone whatever doesn't matter so Of course, immediately I see this headline and my heart starts to race and I don't open the article and I know that it's not going to, nothing's going to change. Whatever that article says, unless it says right now, go and get those things out, out your body, (laughs) I'm not going to do anything. I have talked to my doctor about it and not the brand that I have is not the brand that has been associated with these issues. So whatever um and new york times like health and science reporting is still popular health and science reporting it's not like one should uh i mean how many times is it like here's a way to lose weight or here's a way to i don't know build muscle and it's like just a trendy thing that happens every every three days a new trend listen to maintenance phase the podcast for uh help with that um so as I'm I scroll past it and I'm like don't open it don't open it and I feel my tension rising and I feel all the other like panicky symptoms my mouth goes dry my focus gets very narrow it's almost like I'm my eyeballs go sort of inward and like like I go into like a I guess there's two kinds of eyeball panic like one is where your eyes go really focused down or like in a freezey like into one spot place or they like go all around, you know, like you're looking everywhere, like, yeah, panic. So that second way uh, does not usually happen to me. It's more just like I suddenly look, it's almost like I don't know how to describe it. It's like a free, yeah, it's like a freezing of focus where you close in on your world, which is definitely the body trying to protect itself, but doing the exact, like having the exact opposite effect. <clears throat> so I scroll back to the article and I'm about to open it and I'm like you know what I don't think that's going to help me I think the best idea is to give this as little attention as possible and so I shut off my phone and I go and I don't know what I do go to the bathroom inspect my forehead for blackheads or something like that I help Mimi do something maybe I read her book yeah I think I went and read her book because it was that time anyway and it passed and then because my back's been hurting and like Two nights in a row, I took ibuprofen. Then I took a leave. Then this is in different nights. Two nights in a row, ibuprofen. One night a leave. One night a THC mint. <laughs> uh, and what? And last night I was like, you know what? I am just going to take half of extremely expired Xanax because I wasn't really feeling like panic symptoms. But I was like, you know, I am so stingy with myself when it comes to uh, medical or medicine-y or pill form uh, help. <laughs> um, So I was like, whatever. So I took the F Xanax and I don't think it had a tremendous effect again, because Xanax really, you can really feel the goods when you're in a full throttle panic attack. Like when all systems are firing, Xanax just like chills it out. So, and I slept fine. And now I feel fine. Like I don't feel remotely fixated on the implant situation, but I tell this story because I do have one child who's experiencing a lot of anxiety, real spike in anxiety, um panic symptoms and I see I see what happens with her focus and I see how much it is physiological and I try to help with that but it's not I'm not helpful very much and it bums me out I feel bad for her and I know she'll get through it because I got through it and you know I lasted for decades mine but I didn't have the help that I needed so early in my life Because my first panic attack started when I was in my, the summer after senior year in college where I remained in Wisconsin and I just would suddenly find myself having these really intrusive thoughts. You know, the kinds of intrusive thoughts where you're like, walk by a bridge and you're like, maybe I'll jump off it or walk by a puppy and you're like, maybe I'll kick it or just some like twisted, like taboo thing will come to mind, but like it doesn't, grip grip you it's just like thoughts weird thoughts and now people are probably listening going uh I don't ever think about kicking puppies I don't really think about kicking puppies either but I do think about I've had all kinds of really really creepy intrusive thoughts and it would send me into a total spin like I would have full panic attacks but I didn't know what they were and my boyfriend at the time also was just like what is happening to you And those lasted for a long time in that period, like three months or so. I remember watching Awakening or trying to watch the movie Awakening when I was visiting a friend in Japan and then locking myself in the bathroom and not being able to come out for like an hour and a half, (laughs) just in full sweats. Oh my goodness. So, but it took me many, many years. Like I didn't get psychiatric help until I was uh, 39. What the hell? So... Um, and then that was a year on Lexapro and then, you know, Xanax at the ready, which I don't take very often, though I did have to take it every single day when I went to Disneyland with my parents and Lucio when she was five. I had to take it every day (laughs) because Disneyland is fucking horrible. And that hopefully this episode will get a much better review from Josh.